Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And it's time to talk predictions for our new year on the uh, 2022 financial horizon. Phil and I are going to get into what they're saying, not necessarily what we're saying. Yep. We're going to get into what's being said by the the talking heads, which I guess technically we are, Phil. Are, are we yeah, talking heads? Kind of talking heads, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Just a different version of talking heads. That's right. You doing all right? I'm doing great. How about you? Yeah. Doing pretty good. Uh, we are into our second week of the new year. So settle into the new year. So you know, so far, nothing too crazy going on, uh, at least personally anyway. Uh, you know, people love to make predictions, right? We all like oh, to yeah. do it. Who's going to yeah. be in the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the World Series? You know, so on and so forth. And we do this stuff financially. So I got a list of some stuff here uh, sure. from some of these financial prognosticators. I was afraid I was not going to get that word out. Prognosticator. Right. There, that's a big yeah. word. That, that'd be a big Scrabble word. You like that? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's go agree or disagree and just give us, you know, kind of your own sure. analysis. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, right? You've been a CPA yep. and a financial specialist for many, many years. Uh, you've seen a lot of stuff. You've helped a lot of people. You've seen a lot of things, how they affect scenarios in different ways. And, and a lot of times I feel like these talking heads – even if they've got a pedigree, it's like they've stepped away, especially if they've been doing it for a long time. Like some of these bigger right. names, they've stepped away from the hands-on helping people kind of thing many years ago. Right. And so while they may know their stuff, it, it may have lost like the true impact of how it affects a person's life. Right. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Yeah. And how all the pieces really fit together. You yeah. know, and I mean, that whole dynamic has changed in the world we live in today. So. Sure. I mean, if you were an active uh, financial professional, like let's say one of these big talking heads on you know, CNN or something, 15 years ago, actually helping somebody today is a totally different totally animal. Totally different animal. Yeah, totally different. If you're not okay. hands-on in the game, it's not the same, right? Yep. So anyway, yep. so let's go through some of this stuff. Um, we got Beth Ann Bovino. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, she's the global chief U.S. economist, uh, S&P global chief U.S. economist. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about the GDP. So uh, she said, we have a growth forecast for 2022 of 3.9%. So we still don't see a recession on the horizon is what she's claiming. Now, in a minute, we're going to get to the inflation stat. Right. And tell me, and I think for a lot of us laymen, right, we're like, wait a minute, these two numbers, how, how do you not see recession when these two numbers don't quite jive? But anyway, 3.9 on the GDP, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. There, there's too many outside influences and unknowns yet. I mean, and the thing that always cracks me up with all of this is even like a recession, they don't tell you we were in a recession until it's long gone. Right. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we started the recession like eight months ago. You know? Yeah, they and tell in the you. Middle of it. It's like, okay, well. Officially. Well, yeah. Officially, we're in the <laughs> already recession. Know it. Oh, well, we've been here for eight yeah, months. Yeah, we've, you know, so. you know, we're out here buying <laughs> milk and yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, my, I mean, my concern with this is, I mean, there's still... Number one, a lot of outside influences have, have been playing into the economic growth we've seen. A lot right. of free money, stimulus money, you know, money, PPP loans, all this money to businesses to yeah. help sustain and, and, you know, continue through uh, the pandemic. I mean, at some point that has to end. The government can't just keep print, printing and, and giving this money out. So when that extra cash flow, well, yeah, let, let's hope they don't at least because right. Right. the more they do, the less our, our value of our dollar becomes. But, you know, as that starts to get pulled back and, and the economy has to kind of live on its own, so to speak, 
you know, we'll start to see a reality of what this looks like. And the other side of it is the whole supply chain and, and the issues that are there still, you know, I mean, okay. there's a lot of that that has to get resolved for the economy to be able to grow, even if the, the money's there. So okay. I don't know. So I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm holding out on that. I, um, I think that's a, I think a, a high estimate of what it would be. I was going to say, that was going to be my question. Do you think that's yeah. a high or a low number? I, I think that's going to be high. I, I'd Just be, under 4%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we're going to be a kind of a, I don't, I don't want to say a recession yet, but I think you're, I'd be more likely to see it kind of sideways. Yeah. Uh, bouncing hard around, to, not really a whole lot of growth. It's hard not to feel so, it coming, right? I mean, right. We, for many people, they're going to say, hey, we're already in it because Absolutely. it's killing me to go to the grocery store. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get to inflation. Yep, yep. All right. So that was the GDP. So let's go to the housing market. And uh, Mr. Paul Nag, maybe uh, K-N-A-G of ratezip.com. This is very wordy, Phil. See if you can break this. I, I know a lot, a lot of words in this. This is very wordy. See if you can break this down. Uh, he says, I believe that a hawkish Fed combined with Omicron, however you say that, I can never get it right. Uncertainty could bring higher interest rates uh, amid domestic hardship, cooling off home values, and putting pressure on stock and crypto markets in 2022. Sounds like a fancy way of saying he thinks the housing market's going to cool down. Right, right. And I think we're already starting to see some of that. I mean, part of it is just a natural time frame we're in. I mean, the you get to the the winter, the holiday season. I mean, the, the housing market typically slows at this time anyways. People are right. busy doing other things. They don't want to move. They don't want to deal with it. Our neck of the woods, they don't want to deal with moving in the middle of winter. Right. You know, and that's probably more of it because I just saw, I don't remember right. who the person was, but I literally just saw last night prior to this, us taping the show, them talking about they feel like the, the housing economy is going to stay hot uh, once we get to spring. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see kind of what spring leads to. A lot of it is going to be interest rate driven though. You know, that, that is one of the major factors that's led to the hot market that we've had is, and the the substantial increases in prices is that people don't look at prices. They look at what's it costing me on a monthly basis, you know, what's in my budget, so to speak. Right. And as that interest rate is low, the price can go up to help support that same monthly payment, you know? So we're going to see as interest rates start to rise, that's going to naturally drive prices down or at least be a resistance to it. Adversely, you could kind of look at this and say, well, if the interest rate's really low and I can afford to your point, you know, it's in my budget to pay this monthly mortgage because I can get this amount of money for this house. You kind of go and get it, but then you wind up being house poor because right. now you're being affected by the inflation, which we're getting to next. You've bought right. the house, but it's killing you because it's propane, maybe, yes. you know, right? Or whatever to heat it, you know, or electricity. Yep. Or it's bigger. And you, yeah, you know, you're looking at your budget from a utility cost, taxes, all the other things based right. on that lower. Yeah. We're looking at, at it from point, a, so. yeah, I can swing this mortgage. Right. So I've got this great house now. But I can't afford to heat it. All the other, yeah, all the other groceries aspects yeah. that that relate to that house, because it's not just the house cost. I mean, you know, what yeah. that monthly payment is, the principal and interest. Let's go to inflation here. Uh, yep. Luke Zhang or Zhang, a financial expert and MBA, 
Uh, he says, I don't see inflation ending anytime soon. Kind of interesting yeah. based on the uh, the global. Yeah, with the Fed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see an inflation uh, ending anytime soon with the lack of workers and the sh- uh, shortage of supplies. It's clear that inflation will continue to be an issue into 2022. I definitely agree with that. Uh, Inflation stat to base this on, the National Institute of Economic and Social Research predicts inflation will fall from 5.1, which is already low. Where did they get that? Yeah, I've not heard that one yet. (laughs) 5.1 down to 2.3 by the fourth quarter of 22. Well, where we're sitting right now, Phil, that's like nine months away. So... There, there's, it, a lot, there's a there's lot a lot of, of numbers in mean. place to make that happen i would think you know, okay so let's I, let's see let's yeah. break this down real quick first of all do you agree with 5.1 i think that's low you okay. know again it, to your point earlier i mean i've heard in the upper fives even approaching six you know and, and the, the problem with that number even is they're not including housing and some of these other aspects that why not? I mean, that's, you know, that's the reality for the vast majority of people. So why aren't we counting that in yes. inflation? You know, I mean, and most people don't realize that Phil, right? right? So if you're not listening to some financial talk shows or whatever the case yep. is, you may not realize you just see the headline news. Inflation is at 5.1%, let's say with this based on this thing, but it's not, it's higher because they're not including some major things that we all use. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I it's don't know why We're, they don't we, tell we decided you that was excluded. So yeah, housing really. It's like really yeah, um, fuel. You know, so yeah, exactly. Very right. interesting stuff. So another stat here. So inflation uh, causes. This is a uh, doctor uh, Tenpao Lee. I hope I'm saying that right. He says we will have significant inflation in the first half of 2022 until the supply chain issues are resolved and the global economic infrastructure is restored. I definitely think that that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And I, but I, I don't know, Phil, like anything we've all kind of see if a company of any size typically gets the opportunity to raise their prices, it's really hard for them to accept pushing them back down. I mean, the automotive, automotive industry, we've seen huge inflation in prices. You know, you you really think that once all the supply chain thing gets fixed, you're going to see a decrease in price? No. I just saw a 2022 <laughs> brand new truck I was looking at. Probably not going to do it because I just don't know if I trust anything made in the last year as well. Yeah, that's right. Well, we don't need to put that in. We can't get that yeah, part. You yeah. know, it's well, <laughs> I was taking mine in because I got to get new tires and stuff put on it. And, I, you know, when you're waiting, you kind of just yep. walk around and look, right? So yep. looking and it was like $60,000 for the same exact truck that I bought four years ago. And yeah. I think when I bought it four years ago. It was like 40 something, yep. you know. I know, uh, I know it's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I, 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 we'll wait and see on the inflation to my point earlier, I was saying there's a lot of things that need to be fixed to, for this to even come close to being true. Supply right. chain is a huge one. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. how long have they been telling us, Oh yeah, we've got this figured out. It's going to be fixed. It's going to, you know, well, Hey, we're still here. They still don't have it. We're still out. having chip shortages and things that, yeah. which is why some of the car issues that we're just talking about. I mean, yeah. we are the, I heard a chip shortage conversation, uh, early 21. Yeah. And here we are a year later, basically, and we're still having chip shortages. Phil, to tie that in, Mike Para, CEO of global logistics company, uh, Deutsche Post DHL Group. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about the great resignation, which was our prior podcast, yeah. as still part of a reason why we're seeing, and to this other gentleman's comment a minute ago, same thing, right? People are walking off their jobs if you're not working, if someone's not working, we're not making this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. 
I mean, just to your point, looking at a dealership, I mean, you walk in a dealership used to be, you know, filled with salespeople and it was hustling, bustling, a lot of things going on. You walk in there now, it's like crickets. It's like, what, where is everyone? But they don't have the inventory to sell, you know? So inventory, therefore they don't have the staff. Yeah. So, so this Mr. Parra says the number one thing keeping me up is the great resignation. What we're seeing is that people want to be in control of their future, understandable, but more, you know, more than ever before, but because so much is changing around them, the whole future of work is up in the air, which has triggered this resignation. We're watching this space closely, but we're not being flexible enough as society, right? So we've gotten greedy and we had this conversation a little bit. You're working from home. It got good to you. You're like, hey, I, I'm not spending as much money driving. Gas yeah. has gone up. I'm not spending as much money on food. Have you went and bought a sandwich lately? The cost of just a sandwich is crazy. Uh, yeah. you know, so we're not doing all this stuff. I'm working from home. I'm very happy. I'm in my jammies. Why would I give that up? Yeah. And it's hurting us because now we don't have people going to jobs and building things to then sell the things. And the, 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 again, this whole supply chain issue. Yeah, I mean, there's certain jobs that that works for, but and there's others that you can't do that. Sorry, you can't yeah, build a car do- in your living room. Yeah. And I mean, the, the other interesting fact of all this is, I think it's it started to speed up companies' move to automation yeah. and replacement of individuals in the workforce, partially because they've been forced. You know, and, I mean, and, if you, you look at a lot of the fast food yeah. industry, grocery yeah. stores, any you know, Home Depot, any of the shopping retail, there's not as many lines open with somebody physically there or cashier there helping you. Yeah. They've converted the majority of those to self-checkouts. It's it's to be careful what so, you ask for, right, Phil? We're, yeah. we're, we're putting ourselves in a real interesting position as a, as a species, really, if you, because yeah. we, we want more, but we're also forcing people's hand, other people, you know, companies are companies, they're entities, you know, they're going to do what they have to do to survive. And if that means automating your position away because you've walked away because you want to work from home in your jammies, don't be surprised when you can no longer find employment that position in that position. Yeah. You know, and the, the whole concept of people wanting to earn more, and I get it, I understand everyone wants to earn more. That's the sure. American dream. You know, want to make more money, that's great. But the reality is companies make the profit they make and they're always going to make the profit. So if you think that, you know, you're going to earn $18, an hour at fast food and it not going to affect everything else. It's right. going to affect everything else. And we've already started to see it. I mean, all these prices have gone up at, at everything you do. You know, you, you know, want so it, it's this funny cyclical piece that no one really stops and thinks all the way through to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm making more money. Oh, but yeah, everything else costs me more. So right. am I really in any different economic position than I was before? That, that's the real pickle we find ourselves in now. Uh, you go back two years, let's say to 19, before all this stuff happened with, with the, and, and really, this is the thing, Phil, where no kind of, I shouldn't say no, but very little, it seemed to be at least being reported upon, very right. little conversation into what happens when you shut down a globe. Oh, we've never done it before. It's and this is in the world. This yeah. is all of the stuff that is happening. Then you couple that in with a lot of the social, you know, economic stuff going on and, and the cries for this and that and the other. And it's all, again, understandable. 
But when you put all this stuff together at one time, you're basically kind of overloading a system, right? It, however you kind of want to look at things, whatever your political stance is. I'm not trying to be offensive or trying to roll anybody up, but if you take a step back and think about this for a second, you can't reinvent the wheel all at one time and not expect the cart to be lumpy and have problems. Right. right? And that's what we're right. seeing. Yeah. And add to your point of the whole, this whole discussion of predictions, I mean, back in the day, economic predictions, and that was much more stable. And, you know, because we knew this happened, this happened, these were the correlations and how it all kind of worked together, you know, right. But I mean, to your point, when you start to change this piece and that, I mean, all these different factors have changed at the same time. Yeah. The stability that was in that economy and how these interactions work, we don't have that history to look at because we're we're in new territory now. Things have all changed. You know, you know, I, so I saw, it, it makes it very difficult to, to know, okay, where is this really going? You, yeah. you got to have, have a fluid plan to, to say, okay, well, this is the potential. Yep. What, what happens if this happens with inflation yep. or you know, with taxes, with yep. all these different pieces now? Because to that, to that point, that simple bringing it down to just everyday life, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day whose child was very excited. They got a job, I think, at Taco Bell or something at like 10.50 an hour or something like that. And they were super stoked. Maybe it was 11.50. I can't remember exactly what it was. But in the same conversation, they were, they were telling their parent, my friend, how upset they were at how much it cost them to fill up their car to go back and forth to work, you know, at this new job that they got. You know, and it's like it, it's this, you know, where they're paying $4 a gallon uh, for the gas and they got like a three, you know, they got a $3, you know, bump from where they were at their other fast food job. I think they just went from one fast food place one to another. The other. Yep. And you know, so a couple, you know, they went from like $7 an hour or whatever it used to be to like 10 something, but they're basically burning it all up in gas. And it's all the same kind of thing, right? We're, we're seeing all this stuff. I just mentioned food is, you know, higher, just going to a, a place and getting a sandwich, going to, you know, Jersey Mike's or, you know, Subway or whatever, all that's, you know, meat is up, right? Cause we saw a lot yep. of about there was turkey shortages for you know for thanksgiving so we're seeing all this kind of stuff and so it really kind of creates this final i guess battleground conversation uh from tim smart contributing editor at u.s news and world report it said in the end 2022 may come down to a battle between the animal spirit of the american consumer a virus that continues to outfox the experts and central banks that are struggling to catch up with a level of price increases they never uh, underestimated, or they underestimated. They never estimated right. properly. So yeah. it, it sounds like a big mess. Yeah, I mean, there's too many unknowns. There's, there's a lot of factors still at play that haven't been settled, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, the interesting piece that we didn't touch on with the inflation and, and that whole concept is who who's the big winner in all of that is all the governments, you know. I mean, think about it. Inflation, your wage goes up. What does that mean? Well, you're going to be in a higher tax bracket potentially. Right, you know, which they need more federal, more state taxes, which is okay. Yeah, they need it, but you're not keeping as much of that money. You know, yeah. did you factor that piece in too? So it's right. great to get that higher wage, but you've got to understand the the big picture. How does this circle work? Right. Right. So and so it leaves us kind of wondering what do what do we do? You know, especially if we're in our demographic, which is typically the folks that are listening to our, our show and, yep. and interacting, is going to be that 50 plus, you know, you do have some younger clients as well, but traditionally, you know, so where do you find yourself? You, you might've been in your peak earning years. You might still be, you might be, you know, frustrated or trying to help your, your children or your grandchildren. It's, it's a lot of unknowns. And so having a good 
understanding of what you got and how it's going to affect things and keeping a closer eye may be more important than it's been over the last couple of years, Phil. Yeah, really. And we talk about it all the time, almost every show. It, it comes down to number one, having a plan. You've got to have a strategy laid out with some assumptions and factors in play and then monitor back to that. Where are we at based on our assumptions? You know, how does inflation affect us? What are we going to do to head against that? <clears throat> you know, what's my investment strategy, yeah. my spending strategy? You know, how, do, how does this all play out? So, you know, you're not walking into this blindly, not that you can control any of it, but you, you can control certain aspects of your plan. Right. Then how do you yeah. manipulate and make it work under these new circumstances we're in today? You know, it, it's moving all the time, you know, as a lot of these uncertainties come out, you know, oh, we underestimated inflation again, you know, and, you know, right. all of a sudden, oh, it doesn't like that, you know, or all these different factors as it plays out and we get back to some more stability and a direction. Where are we heading? You know, whether that's yeah. a downturn or a recession or into the recovery or yeah. So I mean, at some point things have to shift. You have to have a plan in place to, to factor in those ebbs and flows that are going to happen. It's just part of life. Yep. You know, you can't, you can't avoid them. Nope. You've got a plan for them. So yeah. And predictions are predictions, but yep. there's certainly, you know, data that can be extracted from that and you can kind of get, you know, maybe close to it. Just of course it's like also calling the weather. You know, yeah. It's, <laughs> Sometimes you just never really know. So having some sort of a strategy, doing some things that you can control goes a long way. And if you need help with all that, folks, you should know what to do by this point. So reach out to Phil, give him a jingle at 248-888-7530 or stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. All the information's on the screen or it's also in the show notes as well, philstaxhacks.com and uh, have a conversation for yourself. And that way you can kind of hopefully start to get that strategy in place. So whether these predictions are right or wrong, you got yourself a, a plan to fall you back got a plan. Yep. Well, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I appreciate your time as always. All right. We'll talk to you next time on Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. investment advisory services offered through AFS wealth management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.